Hey. Hello. How, How you doing? doing? <laughs> I'm good. Uh, yeah. I, I was saying before we came up on the live, um, I'm just feeling really drained. I'm feeling burnt out a little bit. I have to be honest. There's been a lot going on in the background, hasn't there? So there, there has been a lot, and I'm just feeling really burnt out. I don't know why. And uh, so yesterday, I was uh, I was supposed to go on Matt's show yesterday. Uh, he was going to have a show last night. He he ended up having it today, mm. but um, uh, I messaged him and said, "Listen, dude, I just can't do it. I wasn't feeling very well. I was on my headache was pretty bad. It just." And then today it's like I feel like oh it's like it's Sunday and I feel like blah. You need a good night's sleep. Early no, no, no. I think I need a B12 shot. What do you think? B12, yeah, get some energy pumps into you. A B12 shot is something I need, I think. Maybe I'll go to the the drugstore this week and see the, see if they'll give me a B12 it's shot. A shot. <laughs> mm. Usually you need a doctor's note or something like that to get a B12 shot, but Mm. yeah so i'm feeling i'm feeling quite drained but something did something exciting happened on friday to me uh that i thought was pretty cool so um i got a message through instagram okay on the huntophobia uh instagram and i thought it was pretty cool you, you never know who's going to be writing you um it was somebody that i wasn't following and he wasn't following me um, or maybe he is, I'm not sure. But, um, when I got the message, it was in, you know, when somebody's not, when you're not following somebody it goes in the other box, Yeah, um, it, it goes into hidden following. messages or something like that. Like a private, it, private message. Yeah. So, yeah. um, he, he wanted to speak to me and he said that, uh, he has a production company. And they are working on their, their brand new production company. Uh, they're working on their second production. And he said he's seen some of my work and he wants to cast me in his film. Oh, that'd be great. That'd be so I was going, okay, well, obviously what I did was I went to his profile page to see who this person <laughs> was. And, uh, I told him to tell me a little more about it. And he did. And I said, well, unfortunately, um, you're going to have to email my agent uh, to let her know the details and all that stuff. And uh, so it seemed pretty legit. And then I asked him, what's the movie about? And then he told me and he even told me the character's name. So I'd be playing an ex-cop. Okay. Yeah. So which, again... It's typical for most of the roles that I get. Um, so that wasn't a far stretch. Uh, but uh, um, so we get, we're, we're getting on a zoom call tomorrow. Well, that's exciting. Well done. So it seems, yeah, it, it seems pretty legit. He's got a production company. Um, and uh, I asked him where it's being filmed. It's being filmed here in Toronto. It looks like he's from the States though. I might be wrong on that because his actual handle says Penn University. So I'm assuming he lives in the States, in the Pennsylvania area. I'm assuming. Well, that's that's so, exciting news. Yeah, so that's pretty cool. I said, when does filming start? He goes, it's going to start pretty well right away. Well, that'd be great because you've only just finished, you've just finished filming for another. Yeah, I just finished filming last week. Yeah, for another one. And um, so 
I, I, looked a bit I, crazy. I, bit yeah, crazy well, I, was psycho, I played a psycho in that one, right? So, yeah. um, but uh, so I, uh, I said, I told him after to email my agent. I sent him all the info for my agent. My agent was uh, pretty stoked. And so I get a message about a half an hour later from him going, you know what? You look like you're a professional. I'm not sure if I can afford you or not. (laughs) (laughs) I go, well, I am, I am a professional. Yes. But, um, at this point right now, my my real concentration on my acting career, you know, because I was, you know, I, was, I did a lot when I was in my 20s and I've only been back in it for the last four years. And I've done, you know, I've done a lot in those last four years. I worked it out to about four shows, four shows, four shows a year that I've done. So, um so it's exciting. So I said, don't worry about the money. If it's going to be, and this is, I, I, I'm looking far ahead. I'm looking, I'm, I'm thinking ahead on this because if his production company does well, then when it gets bigger, they can think of me down the road saying, Oh, remember that guy, Brian, that did our second, our second uh, production. Let's see if we can cast them in this. And it might be a bigger budget film. Yeah. So I'm thinking ahead. So if I do this now with probably making pennies, but it could be in something else in the future. Something else. And it's a production company from the States, which is even better. And so, you know, I, I'm thinking ahead. I'm thinking outside of the box. Most actors would think, okay, well, what are you going to be paying me now? No, it's always good to you can't think really ahead think that way. You got to think ahead. You got to, you know. So, so that's pretty exciting. Supposedly, I guess we're having a Zoom meeting tomorrow, and uh, my agent, my agent said, "Well, I haven't heard from him yet." I go, "Well, he said he's going to email you. Maybe he wants to have a talk with me first and um, get to know me and see what I'm like." Now, from what I can tell from this guy's profile, is that his casting or production company is mainly. Well, his first film was mainly black people. So I think it's a production company casts more uh, black people than white people. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. Okay, let me just make that clear. But that's <laughs> that's the kind of production company it looks like because of the first film. And this actually, yeah. this director guy actually looks like he's a rapper um, because he sings as well, or he raps. And so... Uh, I saw some of this stuff on Instagram and it's, it's pretty good. So we'll see what happens, but that was exciting. But other than that, I still feel like blah. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully. yeah, it'll be something good coming up for you then. Well, we will, we will see. We will see. So obviously this is not Lex. No, it's not Lex. Um, this is the good looking one. And, um, yeah. Thank you. Uh, unfortunately, <laughs> Lex has had to step away uh, from Through the Lens, and he's also had to step away from uh, Global Ghost Hunt, and he's also had to step away from his YouTube channel. Um, there was uh, unfortunately something unfortunate happened within his family, and he needs to take care of his family, and we wish him all the best. He knows uh, we, me and him had a chance to talk the other day 
uh, through WhatsApp. And uh, he's he's going to be back. He's going to be back. He just doesn't know when at this point right now. So we wish him the best. We're thinking about him. We love him. And uh, hopefully everything is okay and on his side. So yeah, I was, uh, it was, um, it was, um, it's disappointing when something like that happens. And um, so, but we have to be there to support him and stand by his side. And when he's ready to come back, the door is always open for everything. Obviously, uh, through the lens is part of <laughs> he's part <laughs> owner so eventually he's gonna have to come back but yeah. uh yeah so we wish him nothing but the best so other than that nando what's going on with you nothing much really we've just uh it's been a really hot weekend like oh, really, really hot so yeah. you know we've just been taking it easy you know just chilling out um had a few podcasts over the last couple of weeks which was great we had some great guests on yeah. Um, and just having a good time with it all, really, like enjoying the global ghost hunt. Yeah. You know, we're seeing we're seeing some new teams coming on. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, um, and it's exciting to see, you know, get into October and, you know, see these new teams and old teams like Rootless Destination. You yeah. know, they come back on Abyss. Yeah, they're, Abyss they're back came on. back yesterday. Yeah, they signed up um, yesterday. I think what we've had in the last couple, we've had four teams in the last couple of days sign up. Yeah, so uh, yeah, so uh, people are starting to sign up, and it's great. It's great, yeah. and, and hopefully, and it's great uh, to see a mixture of new and yeah. Yeah. and you know returning teams. So yeah. it just shows the returning teams were really happy with you know what what they went through the process, and the new teams were experiencing the same things. You know, like you've said before, we we saw some tweaks that need to be made, yeah. and we're putting those tweaks into place. But you know, excited for October it should be another great. Yeah, I'm hoping days. I'm hoping that we'll have um we'll have um fifty percent more on what we had the first one, I think is reasonable to to think. Yeah, I think an we're expectation maybe. We're we're getting there already. You know, yeah. we're getting teams signing up. You know, yeah. we've got new locations that have signed up as well. Yeah. You know, that they've yeah. sent their details through. Yeah, Lisa from uh Lisa Marie from uh um Key to, the, to the other side. She's going to be uh, doing Edinburgh Manor. Um, we cool have, uh, and I will say that we do have um, a Canadian team that signed up, and they're going to be filming the back house. Now, that's that's definitely a place that's on my list that I'd like to go to. It's not extremely far from me. I think it's about an hour and a half. So eventually, I will get to the back house. Apparently, from what I see, it's not it's not bad for activity. I wouldn't say it's over the top, but it's definitely a place that I would like to visit. Um, one because of the history and two, obviously because of the activity and what kind of activity they're getting. So, um, I do want to, um, do this before we bring Nathan up. Um, we have some people in the room today. We have the patrol in the room. That'd be big Rob. If I'm not that would mistaken. be big Rob. And I'm I will point out, uh, Keep a uh, mark on your calendars, June 19th, I believe. Yeah. It's for your first show. Yeah. Yeah. So Rob come up with the idea of doing something together and I was like, yeah, let's do something together. Yeah. So What's yeah. What's the show called again? I don't think we've even come up with a name yet. We've Is it the like... paranormal chatty, chatty something? Chatty chat? 
I'm not too sure I'm going to be talking to Rob tonight about it all. So (laughs) (laughs) I just said, yeah, he was like, you want to do something, you know, it's because it's great fun just to talk to different people. So yeah, that'd be cool with big Rob. We also have Jen Jacobs in the room and we also have uh, Sarah. How you doing? I knew that was coming. I knew. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we also uh, no, it's definitely not uh, the new Van Diesel. I'm a little bit older now. So um, here's uh, Glenda. I was on Glenda's show on Wednesday, and that was a lot of fun. That was a lot of fun. That was cool. So if you want to check that out, is it is on uh, it is on the Huntophobia page. If you want to check that out. Um, I'm not, you know, Facebook user here every single week. We appreciate that. Uh, and then obviously, as what we talked about, new teams are sending up left, right, and center. Yes, it's going to be a good. It's going to be a good one this year, and uh, or this October, and uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. So, if you guys are definitely interested, uh, you want to go over to www.globalghosthunt.com, register your team. Now, if you have a location and you're interested on signing up your location, because we are getting location signing up now as well. Uh, yeah. So um, sign up your location if you have a location. And we'll try to find your team. We recommend you going out and finding a team, but we'll do our best to try to find you a team. Uh, obviously, with you having a haunted location, you're going to know a lot more teams because obviously you've had a lot of teams come in. So try to pick someone, pick a team that you know is going to represent your your location um, and do a great job for their investigation. Will, uh, that was will Emmy. we be seeing you be, before we bring Nathan up? Will we be seeing you this time doing an investigation? I'm not sure yet. I'm not sure yet. But I will. This is Emmy, by the way. Oh, I was told by, by uh, uh, Jonathan Myers. Uh, so there we go. Sending him more invites tonight for teams and locations. Have a list of team. Great. Fantastic. Thank you, Jen. And here's Joanne. Hello. Hey boys. So yeah. So, uh, Nando, I want to thank you for filling in for Lex today. Um, we might have somebody, if we have a show next week and we might have somebody different next week. So I'm going to see who I can pull up. Maybe I can bring up different people. I might That'd even bring fun. Jay Hill up. I love bringing Jay up. Jay's great. Um, he's yeah, great definitely. fill-in. And he's got a new show on, uh, I think it's called The Cemetery Files on Parapost as well. And I believe it's on Sunday nights or Monday nights. Can't recall which one. Uh, but you definitely want to check out that show. So our guest today um, is now coming back into the field. He left the field for a little while. And now he's back. I met Nathan and he had to remind me. Um, obviously because I've met so many people over the last couple of years. I met Nathan uh, probably a couple of years ago. I believe, and Nathan, correct me if I'm wrong, please. You were part of uh, Paranormal in the Funhouse at one point? Yes. So obviously Brandon Crody, that's on Paraflix. Uh, you can je- definitely check out his videos. Um, but yeah, Nathan, um, Nathan was part of that group. He's now out on his own after taking a little bit of a break. His group is called Host Ghost Paranormal. And here is Nathan. Hey, buddy. Hey. hey. Yeah, you, you know, you know, it's funny when when you said you because you actually said in the chat where we were talking that I don't think you remember who I am. 
and and <laughs> I, I Nathan Nathan it, but that was on a different Facebook page you had and I believe your last name was different and I think that's why right just to uh, make sure there's no uh, you know legal stuff going on I was never a part of Paranormal in a Fun House but we did collaborate. <laughs> Oh, okay. Okay. I knew it was something like that. Yeah. I didn't want, you know what I mean? I don't want no problems or anything. So I had to uh, fix that. <laughs> yeah. No worries. No worries. So how you doing? I'm all right. How are you guys? Yeah, we're doing well. So I want to thank you <laughs> for coming up on today's show. Um, uh, some of, thank you. Uh, thank you. Uh, Matt Barron is in the room and he says I'm correct. <laughs> on the cemetery file so that is a new show i believe there's another new show coming up tonight um i haven't seen a post for it but yet she said she was going to be starting tonight it is a new podcast coming to parapost network central um she is a uh, i believe she is a medium so she will she is going to be starting on parapost as well so that should be a lot of fun so anyways nathan let's get back to you so um like i said obviously um, we spoke a couple of years ago. It's been a while. You've been out of the industry for a little while and for obviously your own reasons and your personal reasons, we don't need to get into that kind of stuff. So, um, but, um, I'm going to ask you our normal question that we generally ask everyone. What is the, what is your origin story? How did you get into the paranormal? So I was kind of like born into it. You know, I've got family ties that go back into Louisiana, stuff like that, all the dark magic stuff, witch ancestors. My mom's a psychic, and I was investigating since I was nine with my mom, mm. since I was a young child. I remember going to different places with her, and everybody would recognize her and, uh, you know, ask for questions and stuff like that. And I, eventually, it just grew into a passion. It's like my comfort zone. What was it like? having a mother that was a psychic like seriously could she could she predict when you were going to do something wrong uh, <laughs> I <wouldn't say> that. <laughs> honestly i mean if she could i probably wouldn't be here today she probably would uh yeah <laughs> <laughs> i always wonder that and here's another question i always wonder and you got i you get this all the time i'm sure psychics get this all the time if you are a true psychic why haven't you won the lottery Right, <laughs> that's a good question. Yeah. <laughs> and then the then the response on that is, well, that's not how it really works. <laughs> well, how does it really work then? Because if you're a psychic and you can predict what's going to happen, shouldn't you be able to predict what the numbers are going to be on the next right. lotto? Yeah, I like you would think, you would think, yeah. But it must have it must have been all kidding aside though. It must have been it must have been really really interesting growing up and going all to these different locations with your mother and, and your mother having abilities. Now, my question to you is, did you get any of those abilities from your mother? Um, no, I'm not going to sit here and, you know, put on this show that I'm this and that. I, yeah. I, I started off kind of sensitive and just over the years pretty much became clairvoyant, but that's because I'm used to the type of energy that I've dealt with for years. Mm, okay. Okay. It all feels kind of familiar. Do you believe, like, from what I understand, and I don't know how true this is, and, and Nando, you can answer this too. From what I understand, when, if you, if you're, like, for example, your mother's a psychic. From what I understand, it skips a generation. 
for example, my, my grandmother was a medium. Okay. Mm -hmm. My mother, no abilities whatsoever. Me, I have sensitive abilities. So mm -hmm. do you think there's some truth to the fact that medium or psychic or whatever skips a generation? I do. Yeah. I do. And, you know, they say that all children see things too. And it, it skipped me and my brothers and sisters. But now my daughter, she's starting to see see things. And she's even came to me several times saying, hey, you know, I saw this. I saw that. So, you know, I didn't really know how to respond to that because I don't want to fill her head. I, it could be her imagination or anything. So I kind of wanted to wait for her to get older to see if she's still continuing to see. But, yeah. I mean, it would make sense because it's happening to me. Yeah, it's interesting because a lot of times you hear people when they were younger, they had imaginary friends. Right. Now, were they really imaginary friends <laughs> or were they actually spirits? that mm -hmm. because it's obviously anything's possible i think i think a lot of times especially when i discovered what i can do and it was about eight or nine years old that um i was seeing things that kids couldn't see and i didn't understand why i was seeing it so i'm i am one that i think if if that child is is um has those abilities and this is just my opinion. This is just what I believe in. Um, I don't think they should be catered to the form of you're a psychic, you're a medium, and now you're practicing it. I yeah. truly believe that if a kid has the ability and continues to have that ability, they should be molded when they get older because of the brain is still developing. Very young. You know, so I'm, I, and, and I had a real problem with that TLC show um psychic, psychic kids, kids. Yeah. i had a real problem with that show because i felt that they were putting them into positions where these kids really didn't know how to handle it and i know it was a show and stuff like that and maybe things were a little bit different because you edit it and it makes it look different than really what happened but i really have a problem with um with that kind of stuff and, and on the flip side of that um i i do have sometimes i think it's an issue for me and i and i've heard other investigators say this too that bringing your kids on paranormal investigations like obviously in your time when you were a kid it's a little bit different but now i think there's uh i think it's a lot different because of the film a video yeah. these kids getting on video uh being exposed to these these different types of things um for me personally i think again you're looking at a child that's brain it really hasn't developed yet. Right. And, you know, so. You know, Amanda? I get what you're saying there, Brian. And, you know, but the problem is the brain is developing. But yeah. kids nowadays, I know, like, going back in time, it was a taboo subject in a way. A lot of people, yeah. especially when you're talking about abilities and, you know, what people can do, a lot of people would say, if you come out with it, you're a nutcase, you're this, that, and the other. But I think the problem is now with our generation of, of – yeah, our younger generation now, mm. everything's on YouTube, TV. Yeah. And my opinion, and I'm not saying everything, and this is my opinion, but yeah. the problem is the TV and these big YouTubers paint the paranormal in a certain way that is dang, it's everything's evil, everything. And we know, really, that's not the case. Yep. So isn't it a good thing that if the younger audience are interested in the paranormal, 
that they go out and investigate, but with a team that can do it and provide them with the correct sort of understanding how an investigation works. Yeah, you know, I agree. Them yeah, I agree with it. But I would say more times out of not, you're going right. to get the other side. You're going to get the wrong side that um, that is not doing the proper things or teaching the proper things. You know, so sure. and, and again, it's, it's, it's everybody's it's different opinion. Yeah, unfortunately, you're always going to have sure. the the wrong people doing things. But if you have that small percentage that are doing it right for the right reasons and you know providing the right sort of atmosphere. It could yeah. be something really good for the younger audience. And then they grow up to understand, don't believe everything that you see on TV. Don't believe everything you see on TikTok and all. Do you know what I mean? It's just like. Yeah, but on the that. flip. Yeah, but on the flip side of that, the reason why I bring it up, because the brain is still, still developing. Uh, mm. You could be putting a fear into them that is not necessary. Right. And that's why I didn't know how to respond to, you know. Yeah. So, you know, you, you can be walking to a place that's very, very haunted and, and the, they're telling the kids that it's very, very haunted and they're putting this fear into them where they don't really need to. So they develop this, this phobia as they get older of these certain places. Now, obviously it doesn't happen to every kid. Every kid's different. I get that. <laughs> but, you know, most of the time, because their brain is still developing they're not being able or they're not comprehending on what's really going on in some cases. Again, it's different today. I get it. The, the technology is different. Everything's different. It's just something that I was raised on. And I know, again, I'll say it again, the technology is different. But, you know, it's the exact same thing with what, what uh, um, not the exact same, what Jen is saying here is, you know, she doesn't tell them that they're seeing things. And I get that. But in my day, in my day, if I were to say anything about it, I would be I would be at the doctors the next day trying to figure out what's wrong with me, you know, um, or he's making up stuff for attention, you right. know, yeah. and, you know, those different things. But anyhow, other than that, Nando, go ahead. You know, my, my question is going to steer into what you, you started this at a young age going, you know, started at nine. And like Brian said, it is quite a young, you know, a young start in life in the paranormal. Do you remember a particular scenario where it scared you? Like, did something happen that you wasn't prepared for that you thought, well, you know, it scared you? And how did you deal with that? Yeah, to be honest, most of my early years, I was kind of like, like I knew about the paranormal, I knew about ghosts and stuff, but I wasn't very knowledgeable, so I didn't understand half of what was going on. But I mean, there were several moments where I felt like I was under pressure. I felt I felt like I was being pushed into things, if that makes sense. Yeah. Mm -hmm. My mom's investigation at this, you know, a local pawn shop here that has a lot of history. I mean, there was times where I was, you know, in rooms by myself and I was just like, what's going on? And I didn't know anything that was going on. And then over the years is when the knowledge came. So, yeah, I mean, but definitely a lot of terrifying moments growing up. And that's just going back to what we were talking about earlier. And that's another yeah. thing. Sometimes parents will push these kids into doing something that they don't really want to do, <laughs> you know, so <laughs> like putting them in a, in a room by themselves going, right. okay, what the hell is going on here? You know, and it's it's interesting. So before we came on live, you were talking about uh, you just recently did an investigation. Now, how many people are in your group? Uh, right now, four. 
for. So you guys did an investigation last night. Why don't you talk a little bit about that? The the history. Did you guys capture anything or anything like that? So here in uh, the states, uh, the state of Illinois, the uh, Illinois has the largest uh, cemetery in the state of Illinois, which was founded back in 1855, and it homes over 500,000 graves. And, the, you know, there's one story that stands out as far as history. In 1935, a 19-year-old young lady by the name of Mildred Hallmark was raped and murdered in this cemetery. Oh, God. And a caterpillar worker named Gerald Thompson, uh, he was the one that abducted her after her. Uh, she, she got off work. She was a hostess at a diner, got off work, and he abducted her right in front of her house. And that's where he raped and murdered her. He was later executed that year for it. That year. Wow. That same year, yeah. Wow. That was uh that that was quick <laughs> to yeah. do it in that same year. Usually stuff like that takes like well today it takes somebody could be on death row for like 30 years for God's sakes. I know um, I was I was mind blown about it too. I was like, wow, they did the murder, the investigation, the trial, and the execution all in the same year. Wow. Wow. And what year was this again? Sorry. Uh, 1935. Uh, okay. That's why <laughs> <laughs> you didn't even, you didn't, and let's be honest, you didn't even really get a fair trial back in those days. No, you were accused I mean, of something by the, by the way, you're accused <laughs> of this. You did it. Now you're going to be, now you're going to be hung. So, <laughs> you know, there's, there wasn't much of uh what do you call it? Uh, uh, due process, I guess. In, the, in those days when it came to um, people getting killed and stuff like right. that. So it's, <laughs> it's interesting. So anyways, continue. So um, where was I? Oh, Gerald Thompson. And not, not only that, you know, uh, all the locals, there's a lot of young kids and stuff that go there for uh, thrill seeking. There's rumors that there's people in there doing seances, guys in robes and just all kinds of like here and there, he say, she say stuff. So we, we wanted to take a peek at it and, see if some of the claims were true yeah so what uh so what happened anything good happened last night not really we did some a lot of evp sessions uh at the death site where mildred yeah. hall was murdered and stuff and we didn't really capture much so i mean but not everywhere you go you will yeah now yeah. have you gotten the opportunity to go through any footage and see if you maybe captured something on your camera uh not quite yet i've no. been resting quite a bit yeah, yeah. You know what? I now the, this is bad. This isn't bad. This is well. It's not bad for me to say, but um, me saying this is going to be funny because of my experience with Nando and his team last year in the UK. Mm-hmm. Me personally, I don't know how you guys feel about graveyards. My personal feeling on graveyards: if somebody's going to pass away and get buried there, I okay, I get that. But why would they want to stay there? Like if you're if a spirit passes away and if they if they had they came from a loving home or they came from a nice home or whatever it is, wouldn't you think they'd want to go there instead of staying in the graveyard? That graveyard, like obviously it's very dreary and it's very, you know, yeah. at times very quiet, quiet, like no pun intended, dead silent. And uh, you know, it's just I don't know, it's like I don't know why somebody would want to stay in a graveyard. What's what's your thought on that? So I wouldn't necessarily say that it's people wanting to return. But when negative events happen in a graveyard and not just a graveyard, but in a house, like for 
example, the Willisca Axe Murder House, I do believe that that residual energy remains. And yeah. if the claims were true of all the uh, ritualistic events and stuff that took place there, then there are things that were conjured there. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. I, I think it's a situation as well. Like you're talking about the graveyard that we did at the Royal Victoria Country Park. Oh, I was actually um, talking about the mausoleum one. Oh, the mausoleum as well. Okay. Yeah. Well, for example, the reason I bring up the Royal Victoria Country Park, these graves were all, all war graves. And if they died suddenly because of the war, that they could be trapped in that last location where they were. Because it was amazing. Um, Brian was doing the spirit box. And I kid you not, Brian, as he was doing the spirit box, he, he was having a cigarette as well. And as he said, he goes, can I have a cigarette? Was it like, can I have a cigarette as well? And you literally lit up a cigarette, didn't you? And placed yeah. it on yeah. on the on the unit there. And it's, yeah. I, I think it would just be stuck because it was the last place that they were. They weren't expecting to die, maybe. Yeah, well, I think, uh, I think definitely uh, um, that graveyard was um, a little bit different compared to a lot of other graveyards mm. that I've been to. Uh, there are so many different people from so many different parts of the world that are buried in that place. Oh, Lose, wasn't that uh, it's it's mind-boggling i think even at one point we asked how many canadians were here and i and think we, we did get a response we, we got a, i can't remember the number but a number come up directly after you asked that question yeah and it did want a cigarette yeah <laughs> it did want a cigarette which obviously we all know like when it comes to world war one and world war two like that was the only thing you really could do right is kill people or smoke cigarettes yeah definitely so you know um i think a lot of people got a lot of addictions <laughs> in uh, in the world war one and world war ii but you know that place was uh definitely interesting and and it, again when we walked into this place like we like we left from the hospital or what used to be the hospital i believe it's a church yeah. now right so yeah. we left there and it was even cool there because um, and I don't know if you do this, Nathan, but this is something I typically do when I'm doing an investigation. I introduce everybody uh, before the investigation really starts, uh, right. especially if I'm doing the SP7. And when the SP7 was on, when I turned it on, I introduced everybody. Well, um, what I found really and two things I found really, really interesting while I was in the UK doing the SP7. One, we maybe got a radio station maybe once or twice. Right. During the 11 investigations that I did. Okay. Mm -hmm. It wasn't it, the, getting radio stations was very, very difficult there. I don't know why it just was the second one. I, the second thing I found really, really interesting when I introduced people, I said, Lex, it said, hi, Lex. Oh. And then I, I said, Nando. And then it said, Nando. Now people will say, well, because you're picking up radio stations. Well, Nando knows because I, I've heard him mention this on shows before that Nando is not a very common name. No, and not. I don't know who would be saying that on the radio. So, right. but the whole graveyard thing really to me is, and personally, personally for me, graveyards are not a big thing for me. I think uh, including the, the two that I went with uh, Nando, I think I've been to five in my time. It's just I just don't, I don't know why, but my, and somewhere in the back of my mind is like, why would they want to stay here if they can go somewhere else? And, and what you said is, and what your theory is, it's, it's very possible. It's very possible. Anyways, 
we have a restaurant called oh there you go kel has they have a restaurant called uh nando's Nando's. yeah that's true (laughs) isn't there a nando's in the uk as well or uh, she's right because she's in the uk but you have one by you right yeah yeah i've got one just up the road because you and lex had a bet or something like that that he was going to take you to nando's i think fulfilled that bet was it during no not yet not yet i'm still waiting for my meal (laughs) (laughs) it's a good laugh um definitely you want to go ahead yeah so so we were just talking about you know investigations you know and mine is like a two-part question so firstly you know again we're reverting back to when you were younger what kind of equipment would you have used back then because equipment and technology have evolved so much and from then have you continued to use the same equipment or do you have a favorite piece of equipment now that you would go to all the time so Back when I was doing it when I was younger, my mom had this old little tape recorder. It was like this big, had the little, <laughs> one of those old school ones that open up, you put the tape in. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, those are great. I, make fun of it, but those are great. They were awesome. awesome. Yeah. Uh, I actually have two of those now, by the way. But uh, when I was younger, though, that's all I went in with. I just, I learned how to use my body. Hmm. And I just used the EVP recorder. And every time I felt, you know, that energy, I would turn it on. And sometimes it wouldn't be nothing. And then sometimes we got some pretty compelling stuff. Wow, wow that's cool. Yeah, I remember those. I I used to. It, it, okay, I'm going, I'm going back here. I'm going <laughs> back here. So not a lot of people know this about me. Uh, some people do. Uh, I was a private investigator for uh, almost seven years. Yeah. Oh. Uh, when, um, yeah, yeah. And the reason I, and long story short, the reason why I got out of it was I was shot on the job and, uh, I was out for almost, I think it was close to eight months. I tried to go back and decided not to do it anymore. So that's how I got out of being a private investigator, but right. I used those. I used those recorders with the, <laughs> the small little tapes on my investigations and uh wow. it just brought back a lot of great memories when you said that that's that's <laughs> awesome i you love it. it in your back pocket like what was you saying again <laughs> yeah and it's funny because i still have two of those little tapes right i don't have the the unit i don't have the unit it goes into but i still have those little tapes, little tapes so, for. yeah it's <laughs> funny and just to ask me do you continue to use are you more of an EVP person now, or do you try and test other equipment to see what they're like? Is there anything else that you like using? I, I like to, I like to, I like the science behind things. So, like, not just science, but experiments too. So, I like to try other things, different uh, pieces of equipment and stuff. Like the plasma balls. You ever, you guys remember those? You touch it and the electricity. Yeah, you touch it. Yeah. yeah. I, you know, I've actually put one of those in the field just to see if I can, you know, see a change in the fluctuation in the electricity in there. If it would go to one direction or if it would just be, if it just wouldn't work, period. But I, I always stick to the primitive stuff. I call the primitive stuff. So I use my old little tape recorders and all that good stuff. Yeah. And and what's your foot sticking on the, the technology? A lot of... Um... You know, you got the ICT apps now. Uh, there's a number of apps that are work through the mobile phones. What What are your thoughts? Like one of the most popular ones, I believe, is like Necrophonic. Have you tried it? And what's your thoughts behind the science on that? Then, 
So, like, I mean, Necrophonic, I see a lot of guys out there using that. Uh, what's his name? I think Omar Gosh TV uses uh, the Necrophonic a lot. Yeah. Um, as far as phone apps and stuff, I, I feel like it's in a gray area. I mean, some could be programmed. I mean, look at AI now these days. You know what I mean? So I wouldn't say that phone apps and stuff would be 100% reliable. Or if you were to capture something on there, it wouldn't be like concrete evidence. I wouldn't even consider it that. Yeah. I think the problem is now is, and I see this a lot and agree with me guys, if you want to, if not, that's okay. But what I'm seeing today is people will say, well, they can drain the battery from your phone. Why can't they manipulate your phone and use those apps? True. I mean, I, I see why people would say that and stuff. I mean, but but then again, it's like, uh, it's weird. I mean, even with REM pods and stuff, too. Like, I, if you ever have a REM pod out, you hit the walkie-talkie button, the REM pod's going to light up. You know, same thing with phones. I've seen a guy do it with phones. His signal from his phone was setting off his REM pod, and he's thinking he's getting, like, all this crazy activity, and really it was just his phone. So, I mean, I feel like technology now these days, as far as phone apps and smartphones and smart devices, you have to kind of be really wary of. Yeah. And another thing a lot of people don't know when it comes to even the, let's say, for example, and I've mentioned this on previous shows, the K2 and the, the REM pod, the REM pod, that black and white one, the circle one or whatever, and it's got the big antenna. You yeah. can be, you can put that on the floor. You can be in the next room. Mm -hmm. And if you're walking on carpet, it could set it off. Yeah. The friction from your shoes to the carpet. Or even that. from your socks to the, yeah. the carpet, you know, that can set it off. Now, recently we found out within the last two or three months, there's an easy way to manipulate the K2. And all you need to do is put a copper penny in it. I did not know that. Oh, wow. I didn't know that either. Yeah. So that's another way to manipulate the, the K2. So, you know, and then the problem with the K2 is I'm watching all these videos. Most people are not using the real K2. They're using the fake one. There's actually two K2s out there. There's yeah. the real one, and then there's the fake one. The fake one is the one that's $50, right, $30, right, right. $20, or whatever it is. The The real one is a lot more expensive. Mm. And But uh, the, the, the simple way to discover if you have the real one or the fake one, you turn it over, there's an actual press into the the K2 saying that this is a legitimate K2. Right. Now most people are carrying the fake one, which is very very easily manipulated, unfortunately. So that's kind of why I've gotten away because there was a time where I was using the Necrophonic too. But mm -hmm. the reasons a lot of the times I was using the Necrophonic is was to help them if to to help them bring out or help to come out in some way. In my right. head I thought that was helping. Because then I would turn to my e either my EVB EVP uh, recorder or mm -hmm. my SB7, right. um, and it was just another way an another way to initiate contact. Not saying that I was getting contact; it was just helping get possibly mm -hmm. contact after listening to the Necrophonic. But uh, yeah, it's definitely it's definitely. Um, Unfortunately, and I said this the other day on, I think it was on Glenda's, uh, Glenda's show, um, or it might have been somebody else's show. I think the problem with the industry right now 
is that we've made this industry so complicated that it's to me it's becoming unfun with all the with all the latest equipment coming out all these different things coming out it's just it's becoming it's becoming draining you know like you listen to all these shows and sometimes i'm listening to these shows and i don't even understand what they're talking about right because it it's like where did that come from and you know, it's like I I truly believe that we've made it really, really complicated. Like I know Abyss was in here earlier and um, and they were doing experiments through the global ghost hunt. But one thing I really did like and again, I don't use these is the dowsing rods and uh, mm-hmm. I've never really used them. I've experienced them with Nando and uh, his team at the Merely house when we were there. Um, it was interesting. But again, I just come back to. I'm always thinking this. Do, do you guys think that the the paranormal industry has become really, really complicated? I do. I do. I mean, I see a lot of uh, younger generation coming up with like, you know, these YouTube videos where they're they got people hiding and making these noises and doing it for views and doing it for money because the industry you can make good money out of very easily, a lot more easier than you will the music or movie industry. Yeah. That's for sure. That is for sure. That is for sure. So, Wani, uh, I know that uh, um, you did an investigation last night, but what has been some of your favorite places to investigate and why? Oh, oh, definitely. Malvern Manor and Malvern, Iowa has definitely been one of my favorites. And that's because of just the building itself. When you're in there, it's like, this is real. You know, like this is happening. It's got great activity and uh, the history between it and Velisca, you know, the exchanges that he's made with her. And it's just awesome. That place has a, it's rich with history. I just love it. Hmm. Any other places? Um, I haven't been to this place, but her story definitely stands out. And it's definitely a hit list that I want to do. And that's the Lizzie Borden house. Yeah, for some reason in the last couple of years, that place has gotten really popular and a lot of people are wanting to go go to it. I think, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Nando, didn't Raymond just put a picture up recently, like last week, because he went on vacation, he was traveling. I think he put a picture up of the Lizzie Borden. Did he? Yeah, I think he did. I'm pretty sure he did. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, Nando, go ahead. Um, You know, so with the investigations that you've done, as an adult now, has there been um, a, like your scariest moment or the wow factor of evidence that you've caught that you can tell us about? Uh, Malvern Manor. I mean, there's times when I, you know, the time I went to Malvern Manor, actually, on the second floor, I mean, I've been rushed. I've never had that happen to me. I was on the second floor. I'm doing an SB7 spirit box session. And I've swapped it out for the SB11 because I wanted to try the 11 for the first time. That was my first time trying the 11. And, I mean, I literally heard, heard, like, the footsteps of it running towards me. Whatever it was, it ran towards me, and I've never had that happen before. And, that yeah, that definitely changed my life and my take on the paranormal for sure. Yeah, that's, that's, that's cool. Um, very, very cool. So let me ask you this. So we were talking about 
we were talking, I think, I think you asked this question already. Um, and if you did, please, I'm sorry. If you, the, what is some of the, what is some of the equipment out there today that if you're watching your video and you're going, Oh my God, I can't believe they're using that. Um, what are your thoughts on stuff like that? Like some of the newer stuff today. One well, anything more. like if you're watching a video and you're you know that it's crap, it doesn't work. <laughs> like, what are your thoughts? If you were to pick out one piece of equipment out in the industry right now, what would that be? And you would say, you know what, it, that doesn't work at all. You know, <laughs> I would definitely like to debunk the Tesla theory. Tesla has that little like navigation thing and it's it oh, oh I saw a video the other day uh I saw a video the other day of um was that the video you sent me I believe I I don't believe it no. was me but okay so was there was a video that I was sent the other day and somebody was driving down the road in I believe it was in Gettysburg Gettysburg might have been somewhere else um but they had the they had that going on and while they were driving they were driving through a cemetery Right. And it's almost like the SLS. It yeah, actually yeah. captured a spirit walking down the road. Mm -hmm. Wow. Uh, you know, I want to, when I say debunk it, it's because I want to see, like, I want to actually try it. You know what I mean? Like, test it, experiment with it, take it to, you know, some well known locations and see how it works there. But it, it's definitely something that I would personally like to pick out and, you know, uh, investigate myself. Wow. Yeah, I thought I th I'd never seen that before. And I go, that was awesome. I don't know how true it is, but I don't know if it really works. But and I don't even know how it's done. But it's like when you're watching the stream, like it's all white. Yeah. And then you'll like they were. Yeah, it was all white and they were driving down the road. You could see you could see the outlines of the, the stones, uh, the gravestones. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you saw a spirit walking down the road. And like it, it was there, and then it was gone. So and... I don't know if it ran on, you know, like satellite or if it's actually struck light sensor, structure light sensor. Mm. I'm not really sure how it works, and that's why I want to investigate it. Yeah, you got to look it up, Nando. That was pretty. I I will try huh? to find who sent me that video. Somebody sent me that video the other day, and I took a look, and I was going, okay, well, that's interesting. I would <laughs> like to. I would like to sit in a Tesla and do that, for God's sakes. That'd Probably. be a lot easier than that actually would be. going. Yeah, that would that would be cool. That would be very Soon cool. It'll probably be on Ghost Adventures, guys. So <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, I would be remiss if I didn't mention this. That if you notice on Nathan's shirt, it's the Ghost Adventure guys. Oh, <laughs> he's got the Ghost Adventures guys. Now he did point out before we went live that he liked the original ghost adventures when it first came out when it was actually probably real um <laughs> <Probably>. so <laughs> what's that the way you said it it was funny probably real <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah um we have a few people we have well i don't know if he's still here or not but we have one person in the audience if he's still here he's a huge he doesn't like mr baggins whatsoever <laughs> he does not like him whatsoever and i'm pretty sure nando do you know who i'm talking about i know who you're talking about yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I think i know who you're talking about let's just point this out if he's still i don't know if he's still in the room but <laughs> if uh, he if he is still in the room i can guarantee he will make a comment about it he's gonna make a roasting session out of this <laughs> you know matt nathan right 
uh, Matt Barron? Yeah. 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 Let's see. I don't know if he's still in the room. Uh, uh, I don't think he is. I don't think he is. <laughs> but uh, no, uh, Matt. Um, and there's a story behind that. Now, there's somebody else in the room that doesn't like Mr. Baggins either. I think let's, point that, well. let's point them out right now. Yeah, there he is. <laughs> <laughs> and there you go. And uh, yeah, um, there is a story behind this. Uh, do you know that story, Nando? Yep. Yeah, tell the story. There's a good reason why they don't like him. There's a very, I, very good reason. I think if I, if I got it, the story right with Big Rob, so basically... Big Rob, he likes to, you know, he looks at things and like everyone, they sort of debunk it. And I think there was a particular one that involved Zach Baggins and his teams. They were driving down and they saw something and they they immediately said it was like, wow, this is something demonic, like really made a big thing out of it. <laughs> and the, the, and the, it turned out to be it was a cow in the field. If I'm right, if that's the yeah, story that I'm yeah. thinking I think of. they mentioned, and, I, I believe they mentioned that on their video, though. Yeah, but but Big Rob, Big Rob, you know, he did a video about it, and it, it got back to to the person in question where they tried to shut down his YouTube channel because of it because he had an opinion, and he and if I'm right, he had to apologise as well for oh, pointing wow. out it was it was something that was fake and it was a cow and they said it was something else and it was I thought it was when when Rob told me I think so I think I spent about a good ten go. minutes just laughing. Yeah, there yeah, you go. Yeah, I am right. <laughs> yeah, so there you go. Yeah, Mr. Baggins tried to shut down their channel, but they ended up having to remove that video, though. Oh, yeah, wow. they they had. Yeah, they they yeah. removed. I think Zach Baggins removed it, but then Rob had to do a like a public apology for calling it out. Oh, I didn't know about that. That's I think he had to do an apology as well for it. But I just thought it was funny when he told me. I just I can. You, if you're going to make comments about something being demonic, evil, and then it turns out to be a, a, a cow in the field, you're going to get called out for it, aren't right. you? You're going to, you've made yourself look like a bit of a plum. Let's be honest. Like, it was a mad cow. <laughs> Say again? It was a mad cow. It was, yeah. <laughs> but no, it was, a, I thought it was comical when he told me. You know, I did find that story really funny. It was, it was, it was really funny. There you go. There you go. Actually, I mean, if I'm go. honest with you guys, um, as, far as, Plus, as far as Discovery Plus and the big leagues, I'm more of a Amy Allen, Dead Files kind of guy. I really, I really like Amy Allen. Yeah, I, I don't know. There used to be a time in my life where I would watch some of these shows and on TV and stuff like that. Like I would watch um, uh, Paranormal Caught on Camera. And then I started finding out that a lot of these people that they're putting up there are fake. Right. Um, their videos are fake. Uh, there was one in particular, which really put me over the top and stopped watching it. Um, there was one video where there was a guy, he was here in Canada, actually, um, and not too far from where I am. And uh, there was a garbage can that was uh, going from one room to another. A garbage can. Out of anything that this bear could be messing with is the garbage can and so uh the garbage can would come out and it would almost look like it'd be thrown out of the room now right. okay 
<laughs> um, I had so much to say about it. I had such an opinion about it, but um, you could tell right away that it was manipulated and yeah. something was pulling it or something like that. And then there's been stuff on TikTok that I've seen um, and all these paranormal people on TikTok. There was one woman that was in a room and her her sweater was being pulled. You could tell that it was a string that it was attached to her sweater and it yeah. was pulled just through the way, just the way that the sweater was like it was going from really big to something really small. And to me, that would indicate that there's a string there attached to your sweater. Right. Um, it's just, you know, and we talked about this earlier that how how this how this industry is getting out of control and um and i understand why people are doing it because there are still a lot of people out there fascinated with the paranormal so if they somehow can get on that bandwagon of maybe doing something that looks real people are going to get sucked into it and they're gonna you know whatever anyways other than that um so everybody now lex is not here now generally when lex asks this question um, he twisted into something really, really cool. I'm not like that. And I don't think, Nando, are you like that? I don't think I can try, but I don't think I'll do it as good as Lex. So yes. I'll let you try. I'll let you do well, it. I'm not going to try because I'm probably going to butcher the question. <laughs> so I, I'm not even going to attempt to do it. So let me ask you this, Nathan. And we ask this to every every guest is if I were to give you a bag full of money and you could go anywhere in the world to investigate a location, where would that be? The Pyramids of Giza. Good for oh. you. Good oh. for you. Good for I like you. That. And I always say this um, because most Americans love Americans. Okay. <laughs> Let me just make that clear. I do love Americans. Um, for some reason, Amer most Americans when you ask them this question, they'll say something like two states over. Oh, yeah, no. no. <laughs> I want to go, go across seas. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I think uh, the Egypt is really climbing up my list because I have mm -hmm. been watching a lot more stuff on Egypt, and it's it's just really cool. And there's so much mystery, especially yeah. with the, the pyramids, on how they really got there is a huge mm -hmm. mystery. I find it really hard to believe that a little man, because most of the people in those times were a lot smaller a than lot. they are now, how they would be able to lift up a, you know, something not, that's three tons. Not to mention that, you uh, yeah. know, during that era, they were skinny from being slaves. They were starved and, yeah. you know, all kinds of stuff. Most of those uh, workers were slaves. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I don't know if you've ever heard of this place. It's on my it's on my bucket list. Uh, the uh, the Dead City. Uh, no, Have you uh, heard of that place in Egypt? I believe it's what Hamanoptera, right? Or something like that. I don't think it's I don't think it's that the Dead City is actually um, outside of Cairo. Um, um, it has a million people in this uh, in this in this city and they all live in tombs. Oh, wow. Oh, blimey. Never yeah, yeah. yeah look it up. It's actually really, really cool. It's a place that I would love to go to. Unfortunately, unfortunately, if you want to get a grab a taxi to take you down there, they won't take you there. They won't. No, yeah, <laughs> they will <laughs> not take you there. And I don't blame them. I wouldn't want to go there either. I had a buddy that uh, was going to be filming a documentary there, mm -hmm. and uh, when he got off the plane, uh, he went to get in a taxi, and they said he, 
told him where he wanted to go and they go no we don't go there nobody's gonna nobody's gonna take <laughs> you there and so he ended up having to pay the guy a lot more money than he should have and the guy would only take him halfway oh wow yeah so uh the dead city is definitely a place that's high on my list that i would love to go to um i can't even imagine what it would and you know keeping in mind guys the bodies are still in the tombs yeah that's crazy it's kind so, of like catacombs almost. What's that? It's a, it almost reminds me of the Paris catacombs. Yeah, that's uh, that's a definitely another place that I would love to hit too. Nando, your group's got to get out there at one point. Well, yeah, maybe one day. Maybe one day. <laughs> How long of a train maybe. ride is it? Oh, I'm not too sure. And then they can do it first. I'll just watch from home and just make sure you know. I would <laughs> love to see Nando in the catacombs. I would love yeah. to see him in the catacombs because I think he, I don't think he would last. Yeah, I think I'll last, what, five minutes and then I'll be running out. I'll be like, Sarah! <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. But no, great Suppose, I've been reading up on some history of, because uh, I live in Toronto, and I've been reading up on some history in here in Toronto. There, apparently, um, downtown Toronto, there are catacombs. There's tunnels. Really, and uh, from what I understand, it has been the the entrance has been buried, but there's still apparently a way to get into it. Now, what I also heard what went along with that is apparently there is some kind of cryptid that's in the tunnel, and yeah. animals have unfortunately disappeared when a, getting close to this tunnel. Apparently, um. Mm -hmm. So when the tunnel was open and when you could get into the tunnel, you would go down into the tunnel. And apparently you would see all these dead animals that were in the tunnel and bones and stuff yeah. like that. So I don't know what's in the in the tunnels, but apparently somebody has seen it and it doesn't look animal like it almost looks alien like. It's yeah. it's a little bit weird. Um but you definitely, from what I understand, it has been sealed. Uh, but from, I read another story, a guy said there is a way to get into it. It's just, you have to know that person how to get into it because unfortunately, um, but there are supposedly all these tunnels um, underneath uh, the city of Toronto. And uh, just to take it a little bit step further, it's out of my wheelhouse, but apparently a UFO is continually seen going into Lake Ontario. And apparently there's UFOs in the bottom of Lake Ontario. Wow. Yeah. Lake Ontario is obviously the, the, the big lake here that actually connects over to uh, Buffalo. So wow. it goes all the way across to Buffalo. So if you know, obviously, Nando, you probably wouldn't know this. But, um, but yeah, apparently UFO has been seen going into the water. On Lake Ontario, that's way out of my wheelhouse. I don't know. I don't. I don't claim to know much about UFOs. But what, my thought, my question to you guys: What are your thoughts about that? That new one's come out. That guy that claimed that it, that uh, while well, it's actually filmed, uh, the UFO crashed in their backyard, and the guy, the oh, the family yeah. actually saw the aliens, and they said they were like eight, nine, ten feet tall. Have you heard this, Nando? No, I'm not heard this. Oh yeah, this happened, uh, this happened this happened at the beginning of May. It's now coming out now, but it happened in the beginning of May. 
uh, that uh, an alien, an alien craft crashed into their backyard. They went out in the backyard and there were two aliens there and they stood about eight, nine, 10 feet tall with large mouths and big feet. And they were gray and greenish color. Apparently in uh, Las Vegas, Nevada. Yeah. It happened in Las Vegas where apparently, well, over the years, a lot of, a lot of things have been seen and obviously area 51's in Las Vegas too. So, you know, but uh, it's, it's, it's interesting. Look into it. Look into it. Oh, they're, oh, look at that. they're actually the the guy actually put a TikTok video out and explained everything, and he actually um, he actually had uh, uh, his phone out videoing uh, them in the backyard, mm-hmm. but it's very very difficult to see because everybody's moving and stuff like that. But if you freeze it and you expand it, it's to the right. Yeah. Oh wow. Really oh, yeah. most to me about this whole thing is uh, how scared the cop, the, the nervous, like if you see the Axon body cam footage where it yeah. shows craft landing in the yard, that cop was like really nervous to even go in their backyard. He was even telling them when it comes to this stuff, don't call me. <laughs> I'm only Yeah. And then they showed the, uh, the, uh, the footage of the uh, cop cam um, asking neighbors did you see this fall into the backyard and they they were it was legitimate it was legitimate they were actually nervous and scared yeah um and so this is this is coming out now and but this happened at the beginning of may i'm wondering why it took so long to go to go viral to be honest so but uh yeah it's 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 going big on tiktok uh, this guy's uh, talking about it, and uh, again, when you get to that spot, when they're showing, when he's, because they're at the side of the house, by yeah. the looks of it, and um, you, there, I believe his father standing in front of him, mm-hmm. and then if you freeze it there, you can actually see the shape of it on the right hand side, and when you expand it, it's actually, and people have actually taken pictures and have done different formats of that picture to see if it's actually there and you can see the eyes you can see the mouth and uh, it's actually it's actually you know i pretty well I, I we all know that there's something else we all know that's something else there. but you know nobody's ever really said they've seen it but now it's coming out a lot more yeah. There's no denying. Are we are we are we getting ready for the big takeover? That's that's yeah. my question. I didn't even know there was a video of the you know the aliens in the backyard. I just thought it was just the Axon body cam that the cop had. So no, there's to- actually footage of them in the backyard, and then the cop talking to the family, and the guy was explaining. He goes, "Yeah, it was huge. It was about nine or ten feet tall." Yeah. <laughs> I'm I say the two people that you should ask is the guys from Bold and Bonkers. I say, <laughs> well, I mentioned that on their show today. That we're going, we're get, we're getting ready to be invaded. I think it's going to happen within the next five years. Wow! And I don't think we're going to be here anymore. Oh, to be honest, nice. uh, yeah, there's a lot because of- I I watched I watched uh, one guy um, who is an expert in this, and he believes they're not here for good reasons. And he also says that they can destroy us within seconds. Right. But then, then the thing is, they've been seen so many times. There's so many reports. Why that? Why wait till now? Why haven't they done it already? Why within the next plan. five years? They but, have a plan. Yeah. Those those fuckers have a plan. 
<laughs> there uh just sent you the new clip there you go who'd you send the new clip to sarah i think it's just i think she's just sent me one she's just yep. sent me a clip did you send it to brian as well just um a quick question for you nathan i know brian's asked his but going back to the paranormal one that i like to ask if you don't mind me asking brian no go ahead um but, you know, you've been in the paranormal, you started very young, and you've seen a lot of things, you've seen the evolution of the paranormal. You know, if there was someone that was getting into it, so say if I'm a new person into the field, what advice would you give out? Like, what what kind of equipment to start with, and what should they do to prepare themselves to go into the paranormal field? So if I was, if, okay, so if I was put in a spot where I had to train somebody that was interested in coming into this field, the first thing I would train them with is like their mentality and their body. Yeah. You know I mean? Equipment can come later, but a lot of people can't handle what some people can. I mean, I and the main tool I use in my, you know, investigations is my body. I feel, and uh, I like to get a, a really good grasp of things, especially when I'm going to somewhere new. I like to walk through it, feel it, feel the vibes. Build the uh the energy, the intent behind that energy. I that's what I would train somebody on their mentality going into a place, and then later on, the equipment will come. Mm. Yeah, yeah. She sent the she sent the video uh, to me. And did she send it to you? She sent the video to me of the cops interviewing uh, the family, and I'm sure that's the video where you actually, if you freeze it, you can actually see a shape oh, of the the uh, the alien, which which to me is which to me is incredible because really at the end of the day, we really haven't seen like we've heard and people said they've seen it and people have been abducted abducted and we get all that, but there's really never been actual photograph or video proof right, right. from a regular citizen other than somebody in the army or the whatever, yeah. a normal citizen seeing it and experiencing that. Now from what during this video, um, he also said that he felt like he got when he first, because I guess, um, there was a some kind of forklift out in the backyard or something like that, and the the alien was behind the forklift or something. I don't know. But when he saw it, and the alien looked at him, he looked at the alien. He almost got like a sleep paralysis type state. He couldn't move. Wow, that's kind of so. Like I don't know if it was because of shock, or he actually this I mean alien actually did something to him, so he couldn't move. Or or. Man, yeah, that's good. and then all of a sudden he just came out of it. Um, so it's I think maybe it's more because of the shock that you know he saw it and it was standing right in front of him. Who knows? But you know what? I I personally think now that this has happened, I really do believe that we're gonna start seeing them. True. I mean, it could be, could be. It wouldn't surprise me though, because there's definitely a lot of things out there that we just simply can't explain. I just want somebody to grab a great picture of it or video of it and not be pixely and actually be like, you know, for like the Sasquatch, that that famous video from when he was crossing the rocks by the river. And it was really, really pixelated. And it's like it was from the 60s or right, 70s. Right. But 
I would love to see somebody finally catch one of these Sasquats or aliens and it not be pixelated and the video is clear and they're waving and they're going, you guys are fucked. But anyways, you know what, Nathan, I really appreciate you coming up today. This was a lot of fun. And uh, for people that are interested in following uh, Nathan, his uh, link is in the description. He does have a new YouTube channel. Um, there's no videos up there yet. Or there is there one? I think there might be one. None? I'm working on it right now. Yeah. So uh, he's, uh, you know, you're the first person to see, have a YouTube channel that has no videos that already has over 100 subscribers. <laughs> <laughs> All my that's, supporters, man. You know, that's pretty good, man. That. That's pretty good. But yeah, definitely. Uh, um, and his link for his YouTube channel is on his Facebook page. So go over and give this guy a follow and uh, say, hi, say you came from through the lens. And uh, again, Nathan, I really appreciate coming up today and it was fun getting to know you and uh, some of your experiences. And we'll definitely have you on later on down the road when you have some videos up so we can talk to you about those videos and uh, getting more into your group. And, uh, yeah, so we'll definitely bring you on later on down the road. Are you good with that? I will say what Matt always says. Are you good for a part two? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm always down for you guys. Yeah. You guys awesome and showed nothing but love for me on here, and I appreciate that. Thanks for having me on here. Thanks, Nathan. I'm going to say my goodbyes. Nando? Um, Again, Nathan, it's been great to get to know you in the back, having a quick chat with you before we started, and, you know, talking, talking about all your experiences that you've had has been absolutely great. It's been fun, you know, and definitely, you know, catch up with you in the future. Maybe you could come on our podcast as well, you know. And the... Maybe he should think about uh, getting his team out there, getting more exposure, and that would be the global ghost hunt. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to fly out to UK or something. Oh, that'd be yeah, cool. definitely, uh, definitely uh, go over to the uh, Global Ghost Hunt website, check it out. And if you guys got a great location in your area that you want to investigate and you want the the globe to see it, mm-hmm. perfect time, man. Perfect time to get your team out there and get some get some exposure, you know. Um, yeah. yeah, for sure, man. Check it out. But other than that, thank you again. And we'll definitely talk soon. Okay, buddy? Yep, I appreciate see it. See you later, mate. Take care. Take care. That was great. That was was great. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was good. That was a lot of fun. I I think uh, I think we'll uh, remove uh, we'll remove Lex, and we'll put uh, Welcome to Through the Lens with Brian and Nando. Yeah. How's that? How do you feel about that? That doesn't have the same ring as. uh, Well, it kind of does. Brian and Lex. How about how about uh, how about Nando and Brian? There's only so much I can see you. You know, I need my break from you, mate. I can't mm, be seeing you every Interesting. Nice. That was very nice. I'm offering you a spot in the show, and you're saying, I don't know yeah. how much I can take of you. You know, like, like I've always said, I enjoy the networking with people. I think it's great, and I'm always up for helping out where I can. And if you ever need me, you know, just give me a shout. Nice. But I, I, I enjoy, you know, like Nathan. You know, he's just getting back into the paranormal, but we hear about his story because everyone yeah. in the paranormal has a story to tell. And I think that's yeah. what's great. Them sure. Because yeah. every time it's something it can be similar, but sometimes it's different and it's 
And then we go off other subjects like the UFOs just now. I thought that was really interesting. Yeah. I'll watch that video that Sarah sent me in a minute, you know. Yeah, so, it's uh I'm hoping that's the one that they have the actual um so you're now, saying you really yeah, I'm telling you, you really need to you really need to look. You need to freeze it and you really, really need to look because it's on the right hand side near the edge of the stream where the screen ends. And you can see the two eyes and you can see the mouth. But see, you I have to enlarge it. it. What's I that? think it would freak me out a little bit. Because I, I, the thing is, with a lot of these, when you look at like like some of the shows, when they say paranormal that they've caught on camera, like you were saying, the the clips are always very fuzzy. Or yeah. when they say that they, they've caught an image of the Yeti or the Sasquatch walking up like these men. To me, it looks like a, a person with just one of those. Do you know those big puffer jackets, like the one suits on? But it's really puffy and makes them look bigger than what they are. I agree. It, it, and I just find it, you know, that sort of part of it, no doubt it's real. But for me, whenever you, they try and show us evidence, it just doesn't seem, there's always something cagey about the videos. It never seems clear or, and like you're saying, there's so much movement, you can't really grasp what they're trying yeah. to show you. Sometimes. I agree. But, I agree. I would, uh, I'd you know, like I would finally like to see somebody capture an image or a video where it's not pixelated like our phones today are so advanced they're even better than some of the cameras out there mm. and it seems to me every time somebody catches something it's always pixelated and yeah. i don't understand why like but then you're saying about the ufos as well you know you you got a location in toronto where you are have yeah. you ever thought about going out there and then using the spirit box at the location where the UFO and see if you can communicate with something up there? You I know, could. Do you think that could work? Do you think that could work? I think work? it could work. I, hey, anything's possible. You know, and anything's possible. Suddenly, that Brian just disappears. We never see Brian. Well, no, again. like, <laughs> and I and I'm thinking about even going as far as this, getting an aluminum hat and putting like <laughs> wires out. <laughs> please <I'm here>. contact. <laughs> have a have a have a have a, uh, a poster saying uh, or you know uh, a board saying you know we're friends. You know we come <laughs> come down, introduce yourselves. Let's have I'm a beer. Let's have a beer. Out, wouldn't that freak if something like that happens? Wouldn't that freak out like seeing an actual UFO? Yeah, I'd be like walking around. I'd be turning around and walking away. <laughs> I'm done. See you later. You know, I take my picture and then I would leave. Jeez, like be, yeah. the paranormal doesn't scare me because really, and I know there's a lot of people out there that you know sometimes get scratched and but that stuff doesn't scare me. I don't think I'm one of those people that believes that you know a spirit can contact you, a spirit can touch you, but that's mm. all they can do. I don't believe in the, I don't, I'm not, I don't believe in the crap that spirits can kill you. I'm sorry. I just don't. Um, I don't even, I, I don't me. even, I, I, I just don't demon. If there was, if there is such a thing, if it's possible, yes, because I had a friend experience when he was 18. So, um, but spirits in general, I don't think they can kill you to be honest. I didn't. And you hear this stuff all the time, you know? And, uh, it's it's sometimes out of control. But anyways, other than that, I want to thank you for coming up today. Do you want to talk about or plug anything that's coming up for Portal to the Paranormal? Um, you have a show coming up, don't you? Sorry? 
you have a show coming up you have a podcast thriller whatever coming up i thought i saw one oh no um so the next one coming up i think sarah's in the process of arranging it um okay. she was really she really wanted to get a paranormal investigation team from the philippines um she's okay. shouting at me or two um so she's just in the process of setting that up you know and i think it's going to be great to speak to people from you know from the philippines see how they do things and are they you know, gonna, are you going to be able to get them on parapost network yeah yeah we always in the two parapost. yeah we, parapost, we always... parapost two international i don't know yeah. why we ever came up with that name to be honest you parapost two that. international you it's well, we... been parapost international where two well, we can change from. that that we can no, just change it take the two out now no, no nothing's ever too late but um no no yeah so i know sarah's like you know she's going to be speaking to them about bringing them onto the page as well so they can stream their, oh, their okay, podcasts okay. and that, okay. like that but they're going to be on um uh our podcast soon i believe um and then for the team we return to what's our next investigation that they're going to is grounding theater we we're going to be doing a theater okay. um, in July, uh, cool. the 7th of July. We're doing that, so that'd be quite yeah. a cool investigation. Cool. A lot of history. But what about you, Brian? You got anything coming up? Well, we know like your big thing at the moment is the global ghost hunt. Yeah. Um, but anything um, else? For you? I'm still working on the videos coming out. Um, I'm going to have three coming out. Um, cool. Is that from the UK tour? Is it? No, no, no. That's from uh, in the states last year. I got to bring those out to put them on Paraflix. Cool. Um, cool. Those coming out. Other than that, Global Ghost Hunt still continue working on Parapost Network, the app. Um, other than that, there's Global Ghost Hunt is the actual main focus. To be honest, it's right at the yeah. top of the the thing. But I did. I know you did mention the other day about me coming to the UK, and I know Rob mentioned about me coming to the UK. I'm thinking about. I'm thinking about January. That'd be fun. January. I'm thinking about coming, and uh, I think that will be a good time uh, because it's crappy here. The weather's crappy here. I what's it like in January? in the uk cold cold is it really uh, cold but you yeah, guys don't get a lot of snow though oh no no we we, we usually get snow in march oh okay like, <laughs> we usually, if we get any snow it's usually like in the march well i was wearing my canadian goose jacket in march when i was out there and it was cool well when you come in last was march it, was it i was wearing cold? my canadian goose jacket some days i can't remember that but yeah but yeah. january it'll be cold it'll be cool like yeah, I think it'll be a good. It'll be good. Fun. Well, we're going to talk about that more because um, I want to get together with obviously you and Lex and Robin, Rob and everybody. GSI yeah, Robin wants to get involved from half. That'd, that'd be good to have Robin. You know, to get Robin yeah. involved. Yeah, Maybe he'll be able to get you into East Drive, and you can see East Drive for yourself. You know, East Drive really doesn't do anything for me, to be honest. I've heard so many. But do you think it might be a little bit different if you actually are outside the place? Like you, you've seen it from a screen, you've seen it from TV. Yeah, yeah. But like, do you remember when we did the 1940s tea room when you yes. first come out? You know, yeah. you were like, we walked you, in. Where was our first words when we, it, you? when we first walked into this place? I was going, really? <laughs> yeah, like, honestly, you it ended up being great. All. Yeah, and it ended up like that table scene where. All the lights just yeah, like every yeah, piece of equipment awesome. just went off. That was awesome. You know, so, 
that that could be the same for you when you get to oh, if awesome. you do East Drive. It could yeah. be a totally different yeah. feel yeah, once you definitely. get in there. Definitely. So uh, I definitely want to thank everybody that came in the room today. I appreciate that. Um, here we go. Maybe the hills. There you go. Cool. Yeah, Waverly Hills on Jan July 11th. That'll be cool. Yes, we should. Uh, we should, Nathan. Yeah, for sure. I'd love that. Oh, here's your buddy. Hello. There you go. My mate. My sending us mate. both love. Now, I've been trying to get Daniel on the show for like four months, for God's sakes. <laughs> I want to get Daniel on this show. Dan, put in a date in the comments. Let us know when you're free and then get on the show with uh, Brian. Yeah. And then, I think with, with Dan, to be fair to him, the kind of work that he does. Oh, I know. It really know. is. You know, he he has um he has some funny hours. Like he works yeah, through the whole night or through the whole day. But um yeah. I do you know what? It, it'll be great to see Dan come on because he is like honestly, I say this all the time, but he's a great guy. Yeah. Um, you know, honestly, one of the nicest guys I've ever had. You know, like one of my best friends, I would say. But yeah, definitely get him on. Put a date in there, Dan. When are you free? I, you free next you Sunday. You free next Sunday. I will. I will be. I will hundred percent be on the show. I'll figure some dates out. Thank you, Dan. Now, I'll just remember, free. it's Sundays. Sundays, nine p.m. your time. Just keep that in mind. So when you're when you're thinking about that. But other than that, I want to thank everybody that came into the show today. Um, if you could. And if you're not following us, you're not subscribed to us, please go over to, to our YouTube channel. Uh, welcome to Through the Lens with Brian and Lex. Very simple to find. If you can go over and subscribe to there, that would be great. Watch some of the videos, make some comments. That would be wonderful as well. If you can also go over and follow uh, Nathan or subscribe to his uh, YouTube channel and his Facebook, that would be great. His link is in the bottom uh, below. But other than that, I want to say my goodbyes. And again, people, thank you for coming into the room. 25th of June. Uh, I will get back to you on that, Daniel, because there's something going on on the 25th of June. I'm not sure what it is, but I will get back to you on that. So um, other than that, I will say my goodbyes. Nando? Um, thank you, Brian, for having me on as your co-host this evening. Um, again, sending love to Lex. Hope you're doing well, pal. Yeah, definitely. Um, anything if you need to talk like we said the other day reach out we're all here for you um but again thank you for everyone for watching and participating it's been great and i'm sure we'll, we'll see some more great shows coming up soon yep everyone have a great day bye